As a way to honor all of the mothers on here, from now through Mother's Day weekend, you can grab the My Essential Birth course and get the new bonus birth affirmations track plus matching birth affirmation cards and get entered to win one of three goodies from Docatot. Or you can be one of the first five to bundle and save grabbing the My Essential Birth and Postpartum course. And I will personally send you a handmade 100% muslin cotton belly bind with your bonus tutorial video. Plus you get all the bonuses from before the birth affirmation track, matching birth affirmation cards, and you get entered to win one of three goodies from Docatot totaling $247 worth of goodies. Head to myessentialbirth.com forward slash get started and join me in the birth course today. Happy Mother's Day. Welcome to the My Essential Birth Podcast. I'm Courtney. And I'm Stephanie. And we're professional doulas, childbirth educators, and the creators of My Essential Birth, the holistic, empowering online childbirth education course helping mothers everywhere confidently achieve their best birth. So join us each week as we share tips and advice for all things pregnancy, birth, and beyond. Be sure to subscribe to the podcast so that you can be the first to get new content. And head over to www.myessentialbirth.com for more information about our birth course and to join a community of mamas just like you. Before we get started, we would like to invite you to leave a review for this podcast in iTunes. It's a brand new show and it's really important in the launch of a new podcast to gather reviews. Will you please help us spread the word by leaving a review so that more mamas have a chance of finding this podcast when they search for one? We read every single review and we promise to keep doing that. We love what everyone, all of you ladies have been saying about the Pregnancy and Birth Made Easy podcast here with My Essential Birth. So thank you everyone for your continued support. This week's podcast reviewer of the week is Cassidy Jake. She says, this podcast is empowering. I'm a first time mom and I had a friend recommend this podcast to me when she found out I was planning a natural birth. I love the content of all their episodes and I feel so reassured that I can do this. 10 out of 10 recommend. Woohoo! Cassidy, I have to tell you, you can do this. You absolutely can do this. I think that's something that Courtney and I preach up and down the halls, shouting up from the mountaintops. If we can do it, you can do it. You're doing great. And give your friend a thank you for us. Sharing is caring. And so we're always grateful when you guys share the podcast with friends and other pregnant mamas. So when I was considering an unmedicated birth, I think one of the things that intimidated me and I think intimidates a lot of women about the birth process is what are those dang contractions are going to feel like, especially if you've never experienced them before. Is it going to be more than I can handle? Is it going to be like, you know, DEFCOM level pain? I mean, <laughs> what are we dealing with here? And we can appreciate that. But today we wanted to talk to you guys about some different ways that you can manage and cope with those contractions. Um, because I think when you understand all the different tools that you have available to you, um, to deal with what you experience during those contractions, suddenly they're, they're not really all that intimidating. Yeah. And like you mentioned, um, it's one thing looking at your birth coming up from a distance, right? It's another, when you start turning that corner and you're like, Oh dang, like this baby's got to come out one way or the other. (laughs) And that means we're going to have some contractions. Cause if we haven't said it before, ladies, even if you plan for an epidural, which we support, if that's your thing, you have to have contractions. It's very rare you're going to walk into your birth 
no contractions, and they're going to pop an epidural in there, and you'll yeah. never feel a thing. Even if it's an induction, they're going to get you started on some Pitocin, and you're going to experience contractions one way or the other. So, you know, for the people who are like, no, I'm getting an epidural. I don't need to take a birth course or understand how to, what to do during contractions. You're wrong. I'm sorry. Uh, I love been, you, but you're wrong. It's not even your fault because it's likely your provider has not told you that, oh, by the way, you have to, you're going to have to work through some contractions. And if you haven't heard us preach it before, the way to stay away from um, extra interventions or a cesarean birth is to actually have contractions longer, uh, aim for that closer to six centimeters, meaning you're going to be in active labor for a minute. Um, and that means you're going to have to deal with some of these. So we yeah. wanted to take today and kind of give you an overview on how just some different ways that you can manage getting through each contraction just one at a time, which is something, honestly, that really that's that's a good thing to focus on. You only have to do one contraction ever at a time. Um, don't get in your head, right, about, oh, I can't do this for five more hours. Well, no, you can't, but you can do this one contraction. Yeah. So anyways, we're going to jump into... Oh, can I just add something here? Yeah. One of the things that it really just bugs me when I hear women say is that, you know, I showed up to the hospital, contractions were intense, they checked me, I was five centimeters, and the nurse or whoever's helping them says something to this effect, oh, honey... If you think it's bad right now and you're only five centimeters, you have no idea what this you're getting into. <laughs> um, that's a scare tactic. And I would argue that probably for... Or just bad bedside manner. Right? <laughs> it's like, horrible. Oh. I have had women who I know were totally prepared, really wanted an unmedicated birth, and they got like feared into getting an epidural and then they're like oh and then I dilated to attend like less than an hour later I'm like you would have done that with you probably were... faster you were probably on the brink of transition <laughs> right. you yeah. can well, we've said this before and we'll say this again when we talk about transition that's like the part right before you're getting ready to push and it's really intense um can a woman who's three centimeters dilated be having intense contractions and she's basically heading into transition Absolutely. Yep. Yes. You better believe it. So please don't let anybody intimidate you or as Stephanie said, give some really bad bedside manner <laughs> by telling you when you show up at the hospital, Oh honey, if you think this is bad, no, because you're probably, even if your dilation doesn't seem all that high, um, you're probably a lot further along or closer to pushing than you might realize. Yeah. And just on my mind right now is like, if you're somebody that you know, you're going to take in and just feel all the feels of what, whatever is coming at you. Um, I would put your birth partner in charge of dealing with people and shove in some headphones. Um, just <laughs> show of, up with your AirPods. Yes, in. Just, and maybe a shirt that says talk to the husband cause I'm not <laughs> answering questions while I'm in late. Like I'm focused on my business here. Yeah. So I love that. We're going to give you some of our ideas of how you can manage these contractions. We're not going to give them all away because you guys, at the end of the day, we do have a birth course that we really want you to take because we know it's going to help you to prepare. Um, so we don't want to give away the farm, so to speak. Um, but we're going to Not to mention hour long episodes are just not so fun. <laughs> no. So um, yeah, it's way too much information to get into here. Plus, if you're like us, you kind of want some visuals to go with it. You can't just hear an action or a technique or a movement described and immediately know what to do. Um, that's why we have videos walking you and your partner through exactly what to do. So anyway, but we're going to share some with you. And as you listen to this list, if you're wondering, well, which of these things is going to help me the most? Um, a question I kind of want you to have in the back of your mind is, what do you currently do when you experience 
pain. What do you currently do if you feel stressed? Where do you, what's your happy place? What do you retreat to, right? So um, I love having my husband give me scalp massages. It just feels Mm. really, really nice. I love when he lets me just talk through anything and everything on my heart and mind. I'm a very verbal person that way. So I kind of had a heads up then when I was preparing for birth that um, having verbal support is going to be really, really important to me. Um, Having physical touch um, you know, is going to be really important to me. So just keep a heads up. Like, you know, when you stub your toe, what do you do? <laughs> do you, do you do rhythmic motions? Like you wave your hand, like, oh my gosh, that hurt. Ow, 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 ow. Right. Or, um, do you like having your hairbrush? Just kind of think about what do you currently do right now To Yeah. And I think what's really important and what we want you guys to focus on, I'm going to help bring these together is it is not only physical. There is a Mm -hmm. mental and emotional side to things, and that's why Courtney is prompting you to think about what do I do when I'm fearful, happy, sad, scared, anxious, whatever. And there's the other side to it, and that's the side that you play with in your head, that the side that nobody can see, the side that nobody necessarily knows what's going on unless they're very connected to you. And that's why it's important to work together um, and to work from both angles. There's a physical side, absolutely. You're going to need physical support. The other side of it might be even more important. It's just as strong, if Mm -hmm. not stronger. I totally agree. So speaking to the power of um, the mental side of things and, you know, emotional or verbal or even spiritual support. I know that for me, prayer was a huge way that I helped to manage contractions. It was a conversation between me and my loving father in heaven, and I could talk to him and get all the feelings out and draw spiritual support from there and get that reassurance that what my body was experiencing was normal, divine even, and that I would be supported through it. Courtney is a little ahead of the game on me there because it wasn't, it never crossed my mind other than getting a blessing at the very beginning of my labors, never crossed my mind to pray during contractions until my third baby in the water pushing. And I was like, I can't do this anymore. Then I used it. And now I'm like, oh my goodness, I should have started that hours ago. I should tell everybody to do this. However you connect to your spiritual side. We are very aware that not everybody shares the same beliefs. So whatever it is that makes you feel grounded, makes you feel like you can hear that inner voice, um, something that you can reach out to that you believe is listening, whether that's the universe or your Lord and Savior or however that looks for you. Um, But everybody, I feel like the majority of us, especially as mothers, especially as we get pregnant, we feel this connection to something greater than ourselves. And so that's what we're talking about when we're talking about pulling from those those Mm -hmm. things to be able to use them within your birth space. Yeah, we have a really good friend, um, a mutual friend, Steph and I, and she recorded, she had like specific verses that she wanted her husband to um, say for her or that she could listen to. She had little affirmation cards with them all around. And I just thought that was a really brilliant idea to kind of help remind. That's what she did to remind herself that there's um, power there that you can draw from that's infinite and amazing. So spiritual power is an amazing power to draw on for managing contractions. Another one that we see and probably sounds visually a little more common to you is swaying, positions, movement. And we've talked about that quite a bit too. But So I want you to imagine a contraction is coming on. 
you feel it because what happens with a contraction, at least if you're not on Pitocin, because we've talked about how Pitocin can kind of shoot you into a contraction and it keeps you up and then it drops you. But normally what happens is this beautiful flow. It's got an ebb and a flow and you work into a contraction and it begins to gain and gain intensity and it gets stronger and stronger and it hits this peak and then it begins to slowly relax down. And so what you want to visualize or think about doing during that time, if you're talking about swaying, is you probably feel a contraction coming and that's when the sway begins. And it's rhythmic and it's back and forth and you're moving whether that's on a birth ball or you're standing and moving. Um, maybe you're leaning against your birth partner, but you just sway and it's mm -hmm. back and forth and you breathe. Um, swaying is very good. It's something that women naturally do. So the reason that we bring things up so simple, such as swaying, is because generally when you're headed to a birthplace, particularly in a hospital, um, it's likely they're going to want you in a bed at some point for whether they're doing checks um, or they're doing some kind of monitoring of you and baby. And it's just not necessarily the place that women would choose to go through their labor. You need to be able to move. Swaying feels good, not just because it's a good distraction, but because you're helping your hips and your baby move as mm -hmm. you go. Um, a mother will intuitively do these things to help her baby get out, even though maybe she's not thinking about, oh, when I move my hips, my baby's turning and we're pushing and moving together. Um, but it is all part of the process. Yeah, you let your body match the rhythm and that wave of the contraction. Um, you kind of can turn your hips, you know, dip down on one side. Your body will help you to know what to do as long as that's not a totally foreign concept to you. As long as you've practiced it ahead of time, um, it's a familiar, comfortable position for you. And that's why I feel like labor rehearsals are so so important. This cannot, your birth cannot be the first time that you try something if you want it to be an effective um, tool to help you manage contractions. As a way to honor all of the mothers on here, from now through Mother's Day weekend, you can grab the My Essential Birth course and get the new bonus birth affirmations track plus matching birth affirmation cards and get entered to win one of three goodies from Docatot. Or you can be one of the first five to bundle and save grabbing the My Essential Birth and Postpartum course. And I will personally send you a handmade 100% muslin cotton belly bind with your bonus tutorial video. Plus you get all the bonuses from before the birth affirmation track, matching birth affirmation cards, and you get entered to win one of three goodies from Docatot, totaling $247 worth of goodies. Head to myessentialbirth.com forward slash get started and join me in the birth course today. Happy Mother's Day. Yeah, and you also have to be in a safe, supportive space to where you feel comfortable doing these different movements, no matter who's around or where you're at. Hands-on support from a partner, from a doula, from a friend, family member, your midwife, whoever, is one of the most heavenly things <laughs> that can happen during a contraction. And I would say, especially if you're birthing in a place where you don't have access to, say, water, which we've done a whole podcast episode about how water is nature's epidural, so we're not going to get into that today, um, but if you don't have access to a birth tub or they won't let you get in the shower or whatever, then um, hands-on support is going to be your next best defense. That's like your next BFF. I remember 
Um, my husband and I didn't know about counter pressure, it's called, with our first, second, or third birth. Um, the birth course I took kind of, I feel like, failed me a little bit in that way. We've made sure that we've covered all the counter pressure stuff in our course. But I remember with my fourth, um, my midwife was kind of showing him how to do counter pressure on my knees and on my hips and on my back. And you guys, holy cow, it took those contractions as I was approaching transition from like, you know, this is so intense. I don't know how much longer I can do this to, I've got this. I can, I can do it for one more contraction. And I kept saying that every single time. So having that hands-on support is going to be huge. Um, but it's important to have your partner know what they're doing. Yep. That was going to be my caveat is that they have to know where to put their hands in which direction and what kind of pressure. Um, and that happens from practicing prior. So we'll chat about that in a little bit, but um, hands-on support can also include things like massage, mm-hmm. um, scratching, like you talked about scalp massage or brushing yeah. the hair. Obviously, these are all things that you're going to have to know. Your partner's going to have to know how to touch you before this time, before it's go time. Um, if you hire a doula or some other kind of labor support, they should have their hands on you prior to the birth. It doesn't mean you need to get a full-on massage or anything like that, <laughs> but you should be comfortable with this person putting their hands on you before you're in a more vulnerable position. Yeah, if the first time they go to touch you again is at the birthplace um it could be a little awkward at least on your part they might feel comfortable with it but having somebody's hands who have never been on you before Mm -hmm. all over you can feel a little weird um the other thing too is i've noticed at least with um counter pressure as one of the hands-on support aspects is that we talked about following the rhythm of that wave and um, that counter pressure needs to be able to do the same thing Um, that's really helpful. Yeah, and so that's actually a good point. So without getting into all the details here, basically you wanna make sure that before you touch a mom in labor, hands are on before the contraction begins and they do not leave until the contraction is completely done. Um, In fact, we have seen, I know both Courtney and I and many other doulas or even, I mean, birth assistants, midwives, we've seen situations where birth partners are trying to help and mom is like, get off of me. And it's not because she doesn't want the support. It's because they're doing it wrong. Mm -hmm. Exactly. All right. This next one I love because I feel like it addresses both the emotional mental aspect of birth and the physical as well. And that's breathing techniques. There's a lot of things that you can do to help ground yourself, feel relaxed and calm, feel in control, feel in tune with your body just by tuning into your breath. Yeah, that's something that you can practice now. Um, We highly recommend that you pay attention to how you breathe when you wake up in the morning because that is the kind of breathing that you're going for. It happens in your abdomen, not your chest. It's deep, it's long, um, and it flows. You can feel it flow all the way in and all the way out. Um, Another thing that you can do when you're breathing is to make sure that your jaw is open or detached from the the upper part of the jaw. Your lower part of the jaw should be open because when that's open, your vagina is open. And that that whole area needs to be loose and relaxed in order to get the kind of um, the goodness that comes from breathing out of there. Yeah. You can even try this out right now. If your jaw is tensed. I live this way. So I can, yes, I can relate to it. (laughs) Then your lady parts, there's probably going to be some tension there too. So interesting. Okay, so actually something that exactly, like you can do right now, play along with us, even if you're driving and listening, okay? (laughs) Deep breath in, all the way in. Through your nose. Through your nose. Think of filling that belly like a big balloon. You should feel a bulge in your vaginal area. What? Like how many of you, when you breathe, you're actually thinking about that? Nice deep breath in 
bulge and on the way out, that area should suck back in a little bit, okay? That is very important because how many times have you been at a birth and you've got a mom pushing, but she's not bulging? And so a midwife will put her hands down there and she's pushing against that area just so that mom can feel the pressure. Push here, push here. Pretend you're pooping, like that, that area <laughs> needs to go out, okay? That's something yeah. you can practice right now. Here's a doula tip coming in at you. Um, if you notice that her breathing is becoming a lot faster and it's also accompanied by her making sounds that are huh, huh, kind of like that high pitch, high pitch sort chest, of whiny, very, yeah, from your chest, that's a good indication that she's needing some help managing that <laughs> contraction. And one of the best things that you can do is literally get in her face and say, and put your hands on her shoulders breathe along with me. And then you model nice deep breaths. And as I exhale, sometimes I'll put just a little bit of gentle pressure on her shoulders, pushing down, encouraging her to have a longer exhale than the breath before. Um, and that'll start to help her feel calm. We'll start to hear those sounds, slow down, <laughs> return to deeper, and that can really help a lot. Hey, another one that came to mind for us that is super helpful and very common for women to use is positive affirmations. This isn't just something that you're saying out loud to yourself, although moms do do that and partners do help with that. Um, but for myself, a positive affirmation could be, and it's not even just, oh, I'm doing so great, I can keep doing this. For me, my positive affirmation was, I only have to do this one contraction at a time. I only have to do this for one minute at a time. Um, a positive affirmation can be anything, anything that helps you get um, something positive going through your mind that helps you force through the rest of that contraction. So you've heard us mention before the power of visualization, right? There's physical things that you need to be doing to help manage contractions, but there's mental as well. And so we've talked about the power of visualization, picturing your body opening up, but honestly, sometimes distraction, not thinking about what's happening, <laughs> can be a powerful tool as well. And so this can look like a lot of different things. You have guided meditations where maybe you're um, taken to, you know, a favorite vacation spot, right? You can kind of walk through, you know, picture the beach, picture the palm trees, picture, and it's sort of a distraction to what's going on, but yet still incredibly relaxing. Um, sometimes you can distract yourself by picking a focal point and just staring at that and letting that sort of ground and center you. So if, if kind of imagining what's happening with your body is actually causing you to feel um, the contractions more intensely, mm -hmm. then you may want to try the complete opposite and go for distraction. Yeah, and partner tip on that, you, that is something absolutely, if you are going to work to take your woman to another place, you have to practice doing that before it is go time. Um, <laughs> even having your partner read a scripted version of what that would look like will not be comfortable or take you to your happy place if you are not used to hearing that. There's so, many, there's so many guys. I shouldn't laugh. I am so proud anytime <laughs> they try. I praise them for their effort. But sometimes, especially if this is not something they've practiced before, or maybe, I don't know, they get some mm -hmm. stage fright. Mm -hmm. Maybe it's not printed out for them to read. You know, um, it's just awkward. <laughs> the first time they're like, <laughs> we're at the beach. There's sand. Imagine the sand. There's waves. You can hear them. You crashing. know, and you know what she's visualizing at that point? Just her slapping him, or maybe saying like, <laughs> "Shut up, stop." And then talking. after a few sentences, they're like, 
I got nothing. That's yeah. it. Like, yep. Palm tree sun. And we're back at the beach. Waves and we're uh-huh. still at the beach. And you're laying on a towel on the beach. And anyway, it's really cute. Um, so probably not for the mom. But it's, it's the really- equivalent of massaging the same place for twenty over minutes. And over and over again. <laughs> but there really is an art to sort of elaborating and elongating that kind of visual and guiding someone through something like that without making them feel terrorized. When we <laughs> when we um, put together the guided meditation scripts in our course, um, they're actual meditations. You hit play and we have many. We have ones that encourage you to tune into your body. We have ones that are more distraction. We have ones that are kind of more medical hypnosis. Um, we have ones that are just positive affirmations. We have all these very recordings but I remember when we were doing one that was kind of more distraction based um, and we had to be so careful because if we talk about you floating on the ocean some of you might feel really relaxed by that and others are are going to be like (laughs) (laughs) how far out to sea am I getting am I going to be carried away by a tide so it's really something that has to be practiced. Okay I have a funny story about that okay so Michael was actually I didn't realize that I enjoyed visual visualization so much and he would do these amazing he'd just come up with them out of nowhere um before I'd go to bed and I'd fall asleep like every time before he was done which if that's what you're doing that's actually good that means that it's working so don't stress if you fall asleep before you get through it or whatever but he had this one where I went up like 20 something floors in a glass elevator in the middle of this field and I was like having a panic attack I'm like why am I up here in a glass like why I so hate- high yes what is going I'm on claustrophobic. and he's like no I wanted to help bring you down slowly and I'm like that would be even worse like with a roller coaster like I like yeah. to go up fast and I like to go down fast and yeah it's not something that I would picture for a contraction anyway so anyways it was funny because he did it before labor you know right but like but- if you start at the ground and you're like we're gonna go deeper underground underground that would freak me out like See, I don't right. want to be yeah. underground. That's and I would have been fine in an elevator, maybe if if it wasn't glass and up so high. I don't know. Yeah. So yeah, but just like you said, like you you have to figure out what works, and the only way to do that is to mess around with what works. Exactly. So. And so if you're one of these, like this sounds like too much work to figure this out. Please know that Stephanie and I have given so much thought <laughs> to making sure that the meditations that we have for you feel safe. And, and we didn't comforting. pretend to know what we were doing either. We brought in a hypnosis specialist, and she went yeah. over. Um, someone who deals specifically with birth and she helped us write them and record them and they're gorgeous so yeah and I for those of you my parents always taught me to be a little um, skeptical of hypnosis be careful who Mm. you give your mind over to Um, and so I was immediately off put by the word even though there's um, some birthing methods that utilize that but just so we're all on the same page here um, medical hypnosis is a way of getting you just incredibly deeply relaxed on an otherworldly type level um, to the point that you can actually um, tune out by your own choosing if you want to some of the sensations that you might be not wanting to feel <laughs> during yeah. birth. Yes, totally. Hypnosis has been a really, really wonderful thing for me. It's even helped with sleeping. And I come from that same place where I am very careful who and what I listen to because I do get worried about that. Um, But what it should do is just bring you to a state of deep relaxation. And so, yes, just like we're saying you and your partner have to practice, you have to be able to trust the person and the sounds and the words that are coming out of somebody's mouth. So, yeah, yeah, we were very, very careful about that. So we say meditation tracks. Right. Um, Some of them are going to take you a bit deeper in the same way that hypnosis 
would. But yes. again, don't be afraid of that word. It's just really, really, really deeply relaxed. Yeah. You know, if you're curious and you do want to jump in, um, we went over we went over some of the things that you can do to manage your way through contractions. Um, but there's also things like music and progressive relaxation, verbal release. We didn't talk about focus or visualization. There's verbal support that you get from your partner for other people in the room, disconnecting and how that's actually a good thing, um, and even essential oils. And there's quite a bit more that we go over within the birth course too. So if you're interested and you want more, then that's where we want you to jump in. You're gonna wanna practice all these things like we talked about, but you might not know what that looks like. And so I love the labor rehearsals that we provide. Um, we've got your scripts for your partner. We have guides to help you write your own meditations if that's kind of something that you want control over. We have detailed videos showing your partner how they can give you the best hands-on support so there's no question in their mind when birthing day comes, am I doing this right? <laughs> not to mention we've got relaxation practice and we're gonna guide you through exactly how to tune in and work with your body, which is the biggest part of what we do. But I think what's important about what you just mentioned here is that the labor rehearsals, the relaxation practice, the scripts, everything has a video um, and something that you can come back to. I think one of the best things that we did well within the course was to show labor support partners exactly where to put their hands, exactly how to do the exercises together, um, how to support that mom throughout the duration of her pregnancy and birth. When you're facing the intensity of contractions, and we don't show Sugarcoat it. Birth is incredibly intense on a physical and mental level. And if you try, you know, something and it doesn't quite help relieve some of that intensity, it's such a comfort and reassurance to know it's okay. We've got 20 other things we can try and we're just going to move on to the next thing. That's the beauty of knowledge and preparation. You know us by now. We are here to help you have the best birth possible and we can't wait to welcome you inside the My Essential Birth course. All right, mamas, we will be back with more tips and advice soon. In the meantime, be sure to subscribe so that you get notifications first about new episodes. And don't forget to head over to myessentialbirth.com for more information on the birth course and to join our online community serving pregnant mamas just like you.